Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach Bye. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach Bye. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach Bye, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me right here on the podcast. Reacting to... Dare I say, a much-needed win in Atlanta. Um, Can you need a win uh, in uh, mid-December? Well, it it depends what way you look at it. Um, I I think it's fair to say, if that was your take, that they needed to win that game. I think that'd be fair. You know, and and we talk about it um, routinely here on the podcast of, like, you know, walking the line of reacting to games that count, games that matter, uh, regular season basketball games, but also uh, keeping the bigger picture in mind and not overreacting and not dwelling on too much, whether it's a win or a loss. Um, but let's just face it, um, three-game losing streaks uh, are a little bit different, you know, for the Denver Nuggets and, and where this program is at right now. Uh, it was their first three-game losing streak of this season. We'd seen a couple of two-game losing streaks. We'd seen them win, uh, lose, rather, uh, four of five uh, with a win tucked there right in the middle. Uh, but they hadn't actually lost three consecutive games. And, you know, I looked at this thing on paper and said, oh, man, Atlanta. Like, we've talked about this through the years. Going to Atlanta has been um, traditionally problematic uh, for Denver. That's that's just a fact. Uh, you go back and look at the history of it, um, it's, it's a legitimate uh, checkered history. And I'll give you the number here in just a second because I have it in my notes. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is the old. I'm not going to tell the whole story again, but this is the old Earl Boykins like bet against them when they go to Atlanta, especially when you're a younger team. And do the Nuggets have some uh, young guys that uh, on paper could have a fun night out uh, in Atlanta, like they would in Houston or Los Angeles? We talk about this stuff. Uh, yeah, of course. So, uh, but they halt the losing streak and go figure. It was maybe the youngest guy in the playing group uh, in Julian Strother was probably the most central reason why Denver won that game. Uh, and I actually didn't watch this one in real time. I watched it actually this morning uh, and watched the uh, Atlanta uh, Hawks broadcast of it, not the local broadcast, which is always kind of interesting. Uh, and they have Dominique Wilkins uh, on that uh, Hawks uh, broadcast. And they were fawning over Julian Strother. And how could you not? Strother was so damn good. And look, he's a, he's a young basketball player playing in the, number one basketball league in the world, um, it's supposed to be bumpy, okay? That, that's, that, that is the expectation. Uh, even if you're the number one pick, I, I don't care. Um, and he certainly was not that. So, but, but to watch that young man, Strother, uh, come off the bench, 28 minutes played, 8 of 16 from the field, making six three-pointers, six for 11. Uh, just fantastic. Had a pair of assists but also the five steals, most of those coming in that first half. Uh, it was He was a marvel on uh, Monday night. Uh, was it Monday night? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, Monday night. Uh, becomes the first rookie in NBA history to record six three-pointers and have five steals in that same game. Wow. A historical night for Julian. And, but it was more than just the shot-making. Uh, Obviously, he created a little bit, uh, had a couple of assists, but it was the defensive prowess 
and acumen that made this game the best game of the year for for Julian Strother. We've seen him uh, shoot it like this. Uh, well, and, and I don't know if it was just like this, but similar to this uh, earlier in the season. I believe it was a 21-point game. Yeah, it was against New Orleans when uh, he went for a, a career-high 21 points. And uh, I was at that game. That was also a Monday night, by the way. Um, and uh, the Nuggets won 134-116, but Strother went for uh, 21 points and had, oh, I just lost my screen. Uh, but, but went for 21 points in 19 minutes. And that was another historical night because I'm, rem- I'm hearing myself say it back right here on the podcast. It was like the first time in uh, uh, NBA history that a rookie made five threes and had 21 points or more in less than 20 minutes. So now a little bit later, uh, a month later, uh, a little over a month later, uh, he has um, the best game that he's ever had. That, that, that was a better game against Atlanta um, than the, the night against New Orleans. Uh, the, the, the night against New Orleans was at home. This is on the road against, in a place that has been a house of horrors for Denver, but also the steals, the five steals. Like Not only was he where he was supposed to be, when he was supposed to be there, which is a challenge enough for a rookie, okay, so let's just start there. The fact that he's checking those boxes, but then that's like that's like sound defense, and there's two layers of defense, and we've talked about this here on the podcast. It's being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there, okay? Um, rotations and stuff like that help defense. But then there's playmaking defense, and Strother did both on Monday night, and I am just so impressed uh, with this young kid on a night like that. Now, am I expecting it to happen uh, tonight in Chicago? No, I'm not. I'm just not. Uh, but this is how this is going to go. But you hope, you know, much like talking about like a, a rookie quarterback, you know it's not going to be good every Sunday, but you you hope to see him flash and flash repeatedly. And Julian Strother has done that. And uh, that's why that was my biggest takeaway uh, from Monday night's win in Atlanta, a place where, um, let me see here in my notes, uh, move thing. Um, yeah, the, the Nuggets were in their, in their last 16 games in Atlanta, Nuggets were five and 11, five and 11, uh, in their last 16 games in Atlanta. So it, no matter how bad the Hawks have been or how good the Nuggets have been, it just hasn't been a kind uh, venue to the Denver Nuggets, but, uh, they get that win, 129-122 in a very high-scoring affair. If you were on the over, this thing went screaming over. Um, a couple more takeaways. Uh, I think you could argue that it was the best game of the season for Jamal Murray. Uh, Season-high 29 points. He was a plus 14 when he was on the floor. He was hyper-efficient. 12 of 15 shooting. 4 of 5 from 3. Uh, had it going in transition, had it going in the half court. You just love to see it. He also had nine rebounds. Now, he turned the ball over too much and did so down the stretch of the fourth when and it allowed Atlanta to catch some traction. Um, that was just sloppy, just call it for what it is. Uh, but but a really good night for Jamal. And a night that started midway through the first quarter, he rolls his ankle again. And it was a different ankle from the one that he rolled. Uh, what was that? Um I forget what game it was uh, where he he rolled it uh, uh, in his first game back coming back from the hamstring, uh, but regardless, um, it's a, he. So now he's rolled two ankles in the last two weeks. Let's just keep our eye on it. But he did he did have his lift still there, 
there was just a little something though, but it didn't like prevent him from like he had a play in the second half where he dives down the center of the lane and Jokic has the ball in the baseline, drum, drops it off to him. You know, Jamal's dunking it with two hands, which is harder than a one-handed dunk. Um, so he still had some burst um, and just really good all around. Um, again, got to clean up the sloppiness. Six a turnover, six turnovers is too many. Um, but uh, Jamal played really, really well. And then uh, Jokic, you know, Jokic, it was weird, man. We we're I'm talking on my radio show, The Drive, and here on the podcast of like, okay, he had that really bad game, right? Um, he has that really bad game where he's 9 of 32 on the road against the Clippers, right, in that loss. Um, but then he followed up with 9 of 26 against Houston in a loss at home to the Rockets, dropping 3 of 4 to Houston. Um, and it was like, wait, what, what, like, like, what, is, what is going on? Um, and I have the numbers on Jokic here. Ba, 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 ba. Um, oh, I must have added it into another spot. Sorry, bear with me. I'm just trying to uh, uh, cross-reference my show notes uh, for the radio show with my um, notes here for the podcast. And I'm getting them confused. There we go. Um, Jokic had made uh, – so he went 9-13 to last night, which is tremendous, 69%. Um, after only making 18 of 58 shots – over the previous two games. 18 of 58. That is insane. Jokic missed 30 shots over uh, 28, 38, 48, 58. He missed 40 shots. Goodness, I'm bad at math. But he missed 40 shots over a two-game stretch. That is insane for Nikola Jokic's standard that he has created for himself. But he figured it out. 9 of 13. That's the Jokic that we know. Um, Super efficient. Got to the free throw line. Made 6 of 7. Uh, flirted with a triple-double, had eight rebounds, nine assists. Um, and it's now been a little bit since he had – well, I guess he had a triple-double technically in that uh, loss against the Clippers, but it, but it wasn't a good game. We It's been um, now uh, – what are we about to uh, – no, it hasn't been that long. Here, I'm about to say it's been about two weeks since we've seen Jokic have a triple-double where, where he played well and, and, and efficient, but it's only been 10 days. <laughs> but I probably will be betting that uh, to be uh, – uh, Quite frank, um, when uh, this team goes to Chicago tonight uh, on a back-to-back, and it's worth noting, I remember we talked about this a year ago, that the Serbian population in Chicago, it's just really high. Um, You can Google this for yourself. I don't know the explanation for it. I'm sure someone else does. Um, But when he goes there, like we remember we've, we've reacted to nights where it's after the game and these people aren't leaving and they're, they have the flags and they're going crazy. I could see Jokic actually, you know, sticking his foot uh, in the ass of uh, the, the, the Chicago Bulls tonight. So we'll see. It's the second night of a back-to-back. We'll see what kind of energy level um, the group has. But uh, uh, that is something that uh, I'll, uh, I'll just be betting. I know that for sure. Um, uh, more from the game. Oh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. just didn't have it, like, not even a little bit. It's one of these just eyesore games, man, for MPJ. One from 11 from the field. 0 for 4 from 3. These are kind of like, unfortunately, and this is, I don't like that this is a statement, but to to refute it, it just wouldn't be accurate. These, are, unfortunately, have just been like baked into Michael Porter Jr.'s seasons. Not, not all of them, because we've seen stretches where he goes months without a game like this. But it just shouldn't happen. Um, it just shouldn't happen. One from 11 and 26 minutes for three points. Had that game uh, where no one played against the Clippers, where he was the 1A scorer um, back uh, in, in the, at the end of November, where he played like 30 minutes and had eight, eight points. 
Um, yeah, it's just it's frustrating. You know, you go back to the uh, a previous uh, uh, earlier in the month of November, where you know he just he just wasn't good. You know, and stunk it up. And um, you know the 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 loss against Minnesota at the start of November, where he scored five points on two of eleven shooting. Um, you know, it 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 shouldn't be happening as much as it is right now. Um, let's keep our eye on it. I'm not freaking out about it, but um, let's let's keep our eye on it for sure. Um, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's all really the notes that I wanted to get to. This was a game that never felt in doubt for me. Oh, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon. Um, Aaron Gordon has, I think it's fair to say, struggled this year. Um, we haven't uh, spent too much time dwelling on it. But if you look at the numbers year over year, they're just down. I mean, across the board, uh, from 16 points to uh, uh, around 13 points um, after last night, maybe closer to 12 uh, prior to that, has been a little bit banged up. Um, so he's missed sometimes, but his shooting percentage is down significantly by about seven percentage points year over year. That's, that's concerning. Um, the rebound number, numbers are actually up a tick. Um, but you wouldn't it, it hasn't been um, I haven't felt the impact uh, in the same way. And I thought on Monday night, you know, my mom used to say, keep the main thing, the main thing. And uh, Aaron Gordon got back to the main thing. And that is playing in for uh, playing with force, using his um, uh, uh, really is like kind of like the hallmark of his game. Like he's turned into like a really good all around player and has adjusted so insanely fantastic with Jokic. Um but um, this year, it's just been something's missing uh, from an energy level, for, from an assertion level. And I saw a lot of those um, same things on Monday night that's been missing. Uh, the, 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 the grabbing offensive rebounds in traffic, fighting through contact, dunking it for and ones, you know, catching alley-oops on the break. Like, we saw all of that uh, on Monday night. So it was just kind of getting back, getting back to basics after a really poor performance on Friday night against Houston where he had three points on one of five shooting was just a non-factor offensively. And then uh, it was a single-digit game prior to that on the road against the Clippers. So um, And then prior to that, um, he, he played well on, uh, against the Kings, but the game before that in the road contest against Houston, just two points. So in three of the four games leading up to this one, it was eight points or less from... Uh, Aaron Gordon, and not one of those games, he was in double-digit rebounds. In fact, the, the highest rebounding total he had in the four previous games was seven, and he pulled down 12 on Monday night. So just a, a back-to-basics, feel-good reminder game uh, from Aaron Gordon. All right, uh, guys, that is where we are going to leave it. Um, f- uh, next, uh, we just referenced it. It's uh, the Chicago Bears on the road in Chicago. Um, it would not shock me at all if the Nuggets absolutely throttle the Bulls uh, in Chicago. It just, it just wouldn't shock me. Um, the Bulls are not a very good team. Uh, they are 9-15, uh, and 15, but it's worth noting, all right, if you look at their overall record, they, they're not very good. But if you look at the last about week and a half, they've actually won four of their last five games. So we'll see. I'm actually going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull back a little bit on my uh, – uh, that they could throttle Chicago. I think they're going to win because I just think they're a better basketball team and just a better comprised unit. Um, but um, we'll see. We'll see how it falls. Uh, and then whatever happens, guys, uh, against the Chicago Bulls uh, at the United Center. Is it still the United Center? It might be. Uh, in Chicago on Tuesday night, we're going to come back and talk about it on Thursday. 
right here on the mile high. Oh, wait, hold on. One more, one more note. One more note. Uh, audible on the on the way out. In season tournament, we've been talking about it through uh, the last a couple weeks and how I thought that big picture long term it was going to work. Well, the early returns on that are so fantastic. We talked about it in the previous episode that these guys care. They are caring about this in-season tournament. You can see by the behavior if you're watching the games. Uh, the teams are watching other teams from the locker room. And then today, we found out some of the numbers that the NBA in-season uh, tournament championship game averaged over 4.5 million viewers on Saturday night. That makes it the most watched non-Christmas NBA game during the regular season in a half a dozen years. Wow, in year number one. That is impactful. That is impactful. And whether you like it or not, because I know some people hate it on this thing, it, it, it doesn't matter what your vote is, this thing worked. And if this is the return in year number one, what does it look like in year number nine or ten when these guys are playing for a million dollars each? There's a huge sponsor on it, and there's some history uh, to, to draw from. This is If this is the baseline, holy smokes, Adam Silver has knocked this thing out of the park. All right, I knew I wanted to get that off my chest before saying goodbye. Guys, enjoy the game against the Bulls. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.